Hello everyone, this is Jameis and Tessa with episode 11 of Your New Favorite Word. Out of respect for current events, we're taking a more somber tone this week. We debated whether we should issue an episode at all, but we thought maybe we could use this time to add something to the conversations happening around the world. Before we do, though, we need to touch on one lighthearted topic first, our 10th episode anniversary contests of the last two weeks. Tessa, tell us how it went. Well, as you might guess, our contest came out at what turned out to be kind of an awkward time, and we debated how to handle that, but since we had already put out the contest rules and the deadline and already received some entries before all of this happened, um, we decided to continue just pull back a little on the promotion. So we do have some contest winners that we wanted to announce. Excellent. And so for the first line contest, this is where we asked for people to share their favorite first lines from published works with us. And we had a winner. It was from a book called The Unforgettable Guinevere St. Clair by Amy McKechnie. I'd never heard of this book, but the first line is very memorable. I was 10 when Gazy Cutter tried to kill me. Yeah, that's that's a very <laughs> gripping first line. Yes. So I definitely want to check out this book and see if it's something I might enjoy. So the winner, the person that submitted that first line is Anne Maxson, and she has earned a $25 Amazon gift card. Awesome. Good so, job, Anne. Yeah, congratulations. Thanks for entering, and thanks for all those who sent in first lines for us to look through. Our other contest is Share the Love. So this was a drawing where there were different numbers of entries for liking and following our Facebook page and involving other activities that help to boost the visibility of our podcast on social media. So thanks to everyone that participated in that. If you at any time participated in any of those activities, you were entered in this drawing. And our winner of another $25 Amazon gift card is Melissa Wolf. Awesome. Congratulations, Melissa. Yeah, so we'll be in touch with you and get those gift cards to our winners. Thank you so much. Jameis, what did you want to share with us today? Okay, so for my word today, uh, and in consideration of these, these crazy times that we're in right now, I chose a word that I think kind of typifies what led us to this situation. It's a very religiously charged word and rarely used outside of religious contexts these days, but I offer it here etymologically and (laughs) not moralistically. The word is iniquity. Hmm. Now, it might surprise some. I know it surprised me to learn that it comes from the same Latin root as equal. I mean, consider the phonetic similarity between iniquity and inequity. Mm -hmm. And it's not just coincidental. They, They come from the same root. In fact, some early uses of iniquity reflect this relationship. The OED, as usual, has some brilliant examples. In reference to the legal system of Scotland, the OED provides the following quote from 1757. A judge is said to commit iniquity when he either delays justice or pronounces a sentence contrary to law. Mm, Interesting. Uh, It also gives um, for iniquity the following obsolete definition. Want or violation of equity, Hmm. injustice, unfairness. And to support that definition, the OED quotes Thomas Hobbes, who wrote in 1651 that what's done with equity at one time is guilty of iniquity at another. 
Interesting. And that poetic contrast between equity and iniquity make it clear that he was contrasting the two, right? He's mm. talking about opposites there. So just that idea of iniquity as the opposite of equity and mm. treating people fairly and equally is the root of iniquity. Uh, in these senses, I think it makes perfect sense to say that when we believe ourselves superior to another human being, or when we make them less than us or unequal to us, that we participate in iniquity. Mm. I mean, the Declaration of Independence says as much. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. Mm. And we all deserve this much, I think. Yeah. It's an interesting connection. Yeah. It always a little surprising. Yeah. How about you, Tessa? Okay. Well... I'm going to start with a little bit of background. Um, During this time of social distancing and spending more time at home, I've been working on a big project. So I'm an avid knitter, and about three months ago, I came across an afghan that I actually started about eight years before. (laughs) (laughs) So it's the kind of afghan that's knit in pieces and sewn together, and I'd completed about three and a half out of 26 blocks (laughs) needed for the full pattern. So, But when I found it, I knew that this was the perfect time to move forward and complete this long-dormant UFO, which is a term in the world of knitting and maybe in other crafts as well. I don't know. But for it stands for unfinished object. Awesome. Yeah, I know of at least one knitter that dubbed the part of her closet where she keeps projects like this Area 51. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. So I decided to sew together my blocks as I went instead of waiting until the very end. And as I started doing this, I noticed um, that on the back side of the afghan, some raised seams were resulting. And I wasn't sure if that aesthetic would be appealing to me in the completed blanket or not. And as I was doing this, I started thinking about the phrase, the seamy side. Hmm. And what connotations does that phrase have for you, Jameis? The seamy side. Kind of dirty, questionable, like legally. Um, yeah. Yeah. So definitely negative yeah. connotations. And actually, so when I was a lot younger, I made a misconnection in my mind with this word. I thought of it like steamy. So like <laughs> sorted or... So I found a lot of synonyms in the thesaurus for seamy bad, criminal, immoral, sordid, unethical, so kind of like you were talking about, legally questionable, unsavory, wicked, mm. disgraceful, disreputable, ignominious. That's mm. a great word. That's a great Yeah. Shady, shameful. So very, very negative connotations about the seamy side. The American Heritage Dictionary, as its very first definition of seamy, says sordid or base, and they gave an example sentence from... Uh, a book of some kind. Seamy tales of aberrant practices, messy divorces, drug addiction, mental instability, and suicide attempts. Wow. Yeah, so pretty pretty negative. And only the second definition was having or marked with or showing a seam. So kind of the literal definition of seamy. And the OED actually put that definition first. Thank you, OED. <laughs> the underside of a garment. Okay on which the rough edges of the seams are visible. But then figuratively, and this was in Othello, Shakespeare's Othello, he talked about the seamy side. That's kind of where that phrase caught on. Mm. And Edim Online even has the least negative, maybe, 
definition of that, the um, meaning least pleasant or worst. Interesting. <laughs> and so coming back to my Afghan, right? No one wants to see the seamy side of a piece of handwork, right? So even in knitting terms, we talk about the right side and the wrong side of mm. the knitting. Very opinionated. Yes. And I spent a lot of time as I worked thinking about how to cover up the seamy side of my blanket. And would it work to sew a piece of matching woven fabric across the back? What kind should I use? If I did go this route, how should I do that? Should I um, kind of quilt it using a tied method? Um, I spent a lot of brain power trying to figure out how to cover up the seams. But finally, I decided to just kind of wait and see. Once I'd sewn it all together, then I could make my decision. And it took me about three months to finish this project. It was not insignificant. But when that time came and I'd sewn all the pieces together and blocked them and turned it over, I was actually quite surprised. Um, each block was made with an intricate cable pattern, different ones put together in different ways. On the front side, they looked a certain expected way, but the backs, even though they looked very different from the fronts, had a beauty all their own and a, a symmetry and a, a loveliness of pattern that I really liked. I didn't realize I would. And I decided that even the raised seams that I thought would look messy and ugly actually created a very lovely pattern and kind of outlined these back sides. I'm not going to call them the wrong side. <laughs> and I decided I didn't want to cover it up at all. It was beautiful. Even though it was different than the right side, it wasn't the wrong side. It was just another side. And so, and then I thought about the necessity of those seams. Why would I want to cover up the fact that those seams were needed and were part of the structure of this blanket. They're what keeps it together. They're absolutely necessary for it to even exist as a whole. Mm. And so this got me thinking about the current situation in our country. We sometimes want everything to be smooth and perfect to only see the quote unquote right side of our society. We want to focus on what is going well, what is good, what is positive. But right now, and at different times in our country's past, things have tended to pull and strain at the seams that hold us together. And we're forced to look at and acknowledge the existence of the seamy side. Problems and issues that may be uncomfortable, negative, or confusing. And yes, even as negative as some of those synonyms I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. These things happen. They're real, right? But instead of flinching in horror or turning a blind eye or trying to cover them up and pretend they don't exist, I hope that we will see the importance of noticing those seams and figuring out what we can do to reinforce them where they are weak or torn. And I hope that we can see the beauty in the seams of our society as I did with my Afghan project. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you, Tessa. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It was a bit heavier fare this week, but there's a lot going on right now that I think we all need to process. So be careful, everyone. Be safe. And until next time. We'll see you then.